A lot of Bitcoiners have been talking about the funny, um, <laughs> the funny uh, thing that happened at the Bitcoin conference. Uh, they had this symbolic bull out in front, kind of like the Wall Street bull. Um, but it looked kind of futuristic. Uh, it, you know, it wasn't like this bronzy type looking, uh, statue. Um, I don't know what they made it out of, but it looked kind of futuristic. Um, but it lacked a certain, uh, uh, a, uh, certain feature of bulls and that it lacked its balls. They completely, uh, took these balls off when they made it. And, um, so uh, they did this because they did this because they didn't want to offend the females that, you know, might be there at the conference. They thought this would be sort of exclusionary towards females. They thought that the females would see the bowls of the ball, sorry, the balls of the bull and sort of be, you know, oh, I have to avert my eyes. I just, there's too much male testosterone here. There's too much male, um, there's too much male energy here, you know, um, so, that's kind of funny, right? But it's, 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 so this bull was, I guess, funded by, you know, Trade Station, one of many conference sponsors. Uh, so it was a gift, right? Uh, but, um, you know, it's symbolic of the entire Bitcoin movement because it's being used to symbolize a feature of this conference. Um, so I understand that some people might say, well, this bull doesn't represent Bitcoin, really. Yeah, but what does? I mean, it's all symbolic. It's all abstract. And so any symbol that you associate with Bitcoin, uh, if it's a loud symbol, if it's a, a symbol that people recognize, people are going to start associating it with the broader Bitcoin movement. And I think this is symbolic. Well, the fact that the bull lacks its balls is kind of symbolic of the dominant culture of today, the woke agenda. Um, and it just goes to show you a movement like Bitcoin and how huge it is can be affected by the woke agenda. And Bitcoin is supposed to sort of stand um, at the other end of wokeness. But as we see, it's actually been being infected by it. Um, but let's just look. This isn't just the only thing that's going on in Bitcoin. Like, there's diversity pushes everywhere. The only maybe organization that sort of stood up against this was Coinbase when it said, we're not here to be a political uh, organization. That's not our mission. We're going to focus on what we do best, which is a marketplace, an exchange for crypto. Um, we're not going to worry about commenting on BLM, et cetera. And we're not going to entertain ideas that we're a racist um, organization that, you know, the people, minorities were complaining, I think, about racism. New York, New York Times tried to write some articles about it. And Coinbase basically rejected very publicly these arguments. And they, they offered these people to quit. They offered, like, I think, a really good package, too, to leave. And a lot of them did. A lot of them took the money. Uh, good for, good for Coinbase and good for the people that left. You thought they were being abused. Why would you stay in an organization that you honestly thought was abusing you? So I think it was a win-win for both parties. But I do have to comment that Coinbase is sort of the exception. 
And what I see in this Bitcoin and crypto movement largely, but it's also affecting Bitcoin, is that a lot of people are for diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I have mentioned this before, uh, my thoughts on Jack Dorsey, uh, where I don't really think Bitcoin is an end uh, in itself to him. Bitcoin is a tool. Bitcoin is a tool for his ideological, you know, um, compass. And this is me speculating. Obviously, I can't get in his head. But from what I've seen, he's probably one of these effective altruist guys who tries to make the most money he can so that he can give it away. And in my mind, everything that I've seen him discuss, and I am not a regular follower of him, but just, just in general, everything I see him doing is that of equity. He's giving to kindy. He's He's trying to, um, he thinks about the world, right? He thinks about Western living standards and then like African living standards. And he thinks that Bitcoin is a tool to promote uh, equity. And I, I think that that does mean he believes that people should be voluntarily giving their wealth away, even probably middle income people in the West. Because, you know, as it is said, middle income people in the West have more money and live better lives than, I don't know, certain percentage around the world. So when you have big players like Dorsey, a billionaire, this guy has Square that became Block. This guy has Twitter, uh, or he did. Uh, this guy is huge. This guy pays for, you know, uh, defense funds for Bitcoiners. This guy um, pays Bitcoiners. This guy is really into Bitcoin. But did you ever ask yourself the question, why? I think he is actually pretty woke. I mean, he does seem like he he sometimes values free speech, but I kind of doubt that he really um, thinks that anything can be said. Uh, basically, that's not, you know, not talking about violent speech, but speech that he doesn't like. Um, I kind of think that he may not be completely as free speech as other people make him out to be. I mean, I get that he had Twitter and that it used to be more free, but he didn't seem to really push back on it. Maybe he couldn't. I don't know. But um, the free speech stuff is not really what I want to focus on. It's more the diversity stuff. And I think if you were to push Dorsey on the diversity stuff, he is absolutely 100% for this diversity stuff, uh, which diversity basically means affirmative action. You're basically being forced at the state level to... Do, do race quotas at companies. And I think he, if you were to press him, he actually, he absolutely believes in that. And that's mainly what wokeism is about right now. The free speech thing is sort of, con it's connected, yes, but free speech for what? What are we talking about here? We're talking about whether it should, it's, it should be okay to discriminate against people, um, you know, for the benefit of other people, which is what affirmative action, affirmative action does. So I think that this Bitcoin movement is infected by the woke agenda. And I think this is just, this bull without his balls is just symbolic of what this movement has become. I mean, just look at the Bitcoiners talking about ESG. Just look at all of the climate change people. There's climate change people at the Bitcoin Policy Institute organization who are talking about how Bitcoin mining renewables you know, mining with renewables is good for the environment and is good for climate and helps us lower our fossil fuel use 
and can help with the grid transition. The electric grid needs to go all electric, you know, it needs to go all renewable. These are the people now that are thought leaders that are coming into Bitcoin, that are making waves in Bitcoin. Look at the Bitcoin Mining Council. These people are renewable advocates. Look at the Bitcoiners advocating for ESG. Their ESG is a, is a way to control. It's a way to get, to get more power to the bureaucrats to control society. E, environment, S, social, G, governance. S is like, think diversity, environment, think ES, you know, think the environmental, um, renewable stuff. G, I'm not even sure what G is. I think G is like, oh, you have to have so many people, so many women or LGBTQ or so many minorities on a publicly traded company's board that sits on NASDAQ. This rule, the SEC just recently approved, this gives the, the, the ESG people, basically the bureaucrats, control over all these public companies that list. And there's a lot of Bitcoin miners that are publicly traded companies, which will be beholden to these rules. So, you know, for Bitcoin to get big, you, you know, to be on the public market, right, and to, to, to play along with the dominant, you know, woke people that are currently in power, it sort of has to become woke itself. Uh, so that is the trend, I think. I don't think this is like a natural thing. I don't think there's a lot of people in Bitcoin um, that are naturally ESG people, that are naturally gravitating towards wokeness, but I think they understand that the powers that be have complete control. This is their agenda. This is their ideology. And that for Bitcoin to currently exist or to to impress the elites or to, to uh, be not, you know... <laughs> To not go against them, basically go with the flow. You know, these people aren't power. If we make Bitcoin ESG friendly, uh, then, or woke friendly, uh, then all will be good. You know, we'll be able to list my ETF. I'll be able to list my whatever. Uh, I'll be able to go public on the NASDAQ exchange if I only talk about, you know, how Bitcoin mining is being done with renewables and how my company is doing it with renewables and how this is good for the environment. This is all this woke stuff sort of combined together. Um, and I think it has taken over Bitcoin, not everywhere and not every everyone, but the powerful people in Bitcoin control Bitcoin. And that is because Bitcoin is, you cannot have Bitcoin without humans. It's purely abstract. Bitcoin was created by humans. It's something of the mind. And so whatever humans say about it and the people that are speaking the loudest about Bitcoin end up dominating what it is. It's a consensus mechanism, yes. So you have to have so many people that, that agree, right? So is Bitcoin like, is it democracy? I mean, they don't really officially vote, but they say that it needs consensus. And when they talk about consensus, they're really talking about the majority. They're talking about the majority, what the majority wants to do. Um, now, I don't believe that for a second, really. It's an ideological goal, but of course we know that really there's dominant people who can, who control Bitcoin and what gets passed in the code and what doesn't. And, um, <clears throat> but you know, it just goes to show you that the powerful people in Bitcoin don't need to control the keys. They don't necessarily need to, need to get everyone's vote. And the powerful people in Bitcoin now are the Dorsey types who don't even need to be, you know, in the core team. Developing, they don't even need to have, you know, uh, be a programmer or, or be in that, in that, you know, elite group, but they just need to talk loudly because they have so much influence and power. They have political power. They have 
monetary power, because they have so much power, they ultimately kind of kind of control Bitcoin because the big players in Bitcoin, people making money off of Bitcoin are not the devs, right? It's the people that have biz businesses around Bitcoin. It's the people that want to sell Bitcoin to retail on, like on, on, um, you know, as a stock or as a spot ETF or as, you know, whatever, um, like a means of payment, like through cash app, right? Cash app is, is how people are going to use Bitcoin. Well, that's like a centralized player, right? Or Coinbase is how people use Bitcoin. Most people in Bitcoin are not running their own node. They don't have their own hardware wallet. That's gone. That's just for the hardcore people. But that's not how Bitcoin grows now. Bitcoin grows now is if it can get the lowest, I'm not, I'm not calling these people low, but low technical people, people that don't have a lot of money, people that just have a phone. Everyone has a phone. So everyone could, in theory, use Cash App. This is how Bitcoin grows, is if you put it out there for the masses. And you have to abide by the elites in this country, like the Jack Dorseys, if you want Bitcoin to grow, to, to get more people into the game, you have to, you, you like Cash App, right? Because it's going to do that for you. It's going to be the tool that allows it, Bitcoin to sucker in more and more people. Sorry, not sucker in. Uh, get to join it, right? It's easier technology. But, um, but then you start having to bow down to the ideas of these powerful people that run Cash App like a Jack Dorsey.